The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. It is 9.06 on the clock on my stove. I am at home and I guess we all are for the... uh foreseeable future as we are uh, being asked to stay at home uh, in this leg of the pandemic. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. You know, your life maybe is getting kind of simple these days, not so much to do. Your money might be just getting a little bit more complicated. It's your life, your money here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And don't forget, you can always reach out to Kelvin at 416-457-7526. Didn't write that down. Don't worry. I'll be saying that a bunch of times throughout the show. You can also visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. And that guy I'm talking about is Kelvin, the money guy. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country and an all around nice guy. So it's a good guy to have with us here on Sunday mornings to help us navigate your life and your money. Hey, Kelvin, how you doing? Hey, Chris. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's uh, weird times as always, right? You know, we're we're mm-hmm. trying to get through this thing, trying to do it as sort of unscathed as possible. And uh, some of us are able to uh, ride it out a little better than others. And uh, we'll try to help them navigate that as this show right. continues. We'll be talking about uh, one of the sort of investment vehicles that I think most people are familiar with, but don't even necessarily understand, and that's a RSP today. Mm-hmm. Right, Kelvin? Yeah, well, they say Canada has uh, four seasons, but it really has five seasons, the RSP season that starts now, I guess, right? <laughs> and finishes at March 1st. And it's so confusing. RSPs are very, um, used to be a cut and dry thing, you know, like uh, buy it, leave it, move on, but it's become such a you really have to think about this now before you do it. Should I buy it? Shouldn't I buy it? What should I do? So I guess over the next um, month or so, we're going to hear a lot of commercials from the banks about buying your RSVs, borrow and buy your RSV, and a whole bunch of things. And it's going to be so convoluted that people are not going to um, think it through, right? Get you know Before we go on with the show, guess, guess when people buy their RSVs. Take a while, mm. guess. I'm guessing they buy them like at the 11th hour right before the deadline. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Okay. That's what they I, do. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wait till the last second. Yeah. If we can, we have 12, we have actually 12, we have uh, 14 months to buy the RSV, right? But we wait till the last second to go buy it. So what it tells us in the financial planning world is people are not buying the RSPs for people are buying the RSPs for the wrong reasons. They're just right. saying, "Oh my gosh, I got to pay so much tax," and they go buy it. So, the number one thing before we get started is people buy RSPs to save taxes. Well, it's wrong. Yeah. We should be buying RSPs for growth rather than taxes. Because if you don't grow your RSP, you might as well not buy it. So, that's true, and that's really what it's for. It's 
designed to help grow your savings and help you plan for retirement. But, you know, from a young age, when I started contributing to my RSPs, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily something I was thinking about because when you're young, retirement right. is so far down that football right. field. You know, got yeah. football on the mind thinking about playoffs right <laughs> now. But it's so far down the field, you can't possibly even plan or imagine your retirement. So what kind of gets you is that idea of some tax savings. You're going to get some money back and you'll get that right. windfall in the springtime that uh, you otherwise wouldn't be getting. So you decide, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to contribute a little bit of this. Um, personally, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad or someone at the bank who told me just start contributing it at a regular mm-hmm. basis. And that's what I've right. been doing forever. So, I, but, so I'm sort of the other end of it. I'm contributing blindly every month and I'm not really thinking about it very much at all. So rather than someone who is doing it at the last minute and maybe putting a little bit of math and thought into it, I'm just doing it on autopilot and I have no idea really what's going on with right. it. So that's a, a, another wrinkle to the RSP behavior. Yeah. I mean, if if done properly, the RSP could be a good tool for you to plan you know, for the future. But sometimes what I find is uh, as people get older, people like yourself that started at a young age, when they hit 50, 60 years old, sometimes they have too much in the RSP, which creates a big problem. Remember, the RSP is a tax deferral. It's not a, it's not a tax save. It's not a saving. I mean, you're saving today, but you're going to pay the money back you know, when you're ready to take the money out. So you have to be careful of when you buy it, how you buy it, how much you have in it. Um, so a lot of, like I said, a lot of thought has to go into what you do now. Sometimes you're better off to pay a little bit of tax today and maybe save your money elsewhere, TFSA, or do something, pay down a debt or do something, than buy the RSV. You know, it's funny, many clients that I have that are in their 70s, like late 60s, 70s, some of them really regret buying so much money in an RSP, you know, because when you're 71, 72, and you have to start taking it out, you're paying back all the taxes. And then you realize to yourself, oh my gosh, I got to pay all this tax back. Maybe I shouldn't have bought it. So the idea is is to do some forward thinking before you do it, you know? If you want to give us a call live on the air and you've got a question about RSPs or about anything related to what we're talking about, please feel free to call us. If you've got a question for Kelvin, I'm sure a lot of other people do. 416-870-6400 is the number to reach us live on the air. And Kelvin, uh, throughout the show today, we're going to be digging into some little-known facts about RSPs, ways that could help save you money, ways that could help you earn more money. But before we dig into that, I should ask you, you know, we're, we're moving into this uncertain period of this new mm-hmm. lockdown, this new stay-at-home order, and um, a lot of people uh, affected differently by it, of course. How are the, how's the market doing right now, and how are, how are we all doing moving, moving into this period? You know, it's funny because uh, we're in the middle of a second wave. We're locked down again, but the stock markets are just roaring on. In fact, uh, from the beginning of the year to now, if you put your money in the Dow, you're up almost 3%. It's unbelievable wow. how what's going on. And I think it's because we're in a fundamental change in the way that, we, uh, that we're going to live our lives. 
So companies that, um, remember we talked two, three shows ago about the K recovery, the U recovery. Right. The companies, the fund managers are changing the way they do things inside the portfolios. Um, so they're investing more into green energy stuff. Uh, a lot of things that we never knew about or we knew, did know about 10 years ago, but now it's to the forefront. So it's like we took 10 years and pushed it into 10 months. So that's why the markets are doing Look at uh, Elon Musk. Became the richest man in the world just in about a year. So what's happening is that kind of stuff like you no know, Uber Eats and DoorDash and that stuff is taking over. So when we look into 10 years from now and we look back, if we don't make adjustments to our portfolio and we don't and we uh, and we don't think about what we're doing, we're going to be really sorry because this decade reminds a lot of money people, money managers of the 1990s. From 1990 to 1999, the world changed. The business world changed. And why did it change? It changed because of um, hardware. Microsoft came out with their windows. Dell computers started making computers cheaper for everybody to buy. So a lot of things change. So this decade is going to be the decade of change and it'll probably mimic the 1990 to 1999 era. So if you're forward thinking, sit down with your advisor. Um, if you don't have one, of course, give me a call and just rearrange what you're doing and sit back and get ready and embrace the changes, the pandemic, yet, like we say, it's terrible for, you know, for us, I mean, people that know people that die and so on. But at the end of the day, it's going to change us and make us, uh, our money's going to grow like there's no tomorrow if we do things properly. And if you want to reach Kelvin off the air, 416-457-7526 is the number. And uh, some people will try and reach us on the air. And we've got Sylvana waiting on hold. Sylvana's in Wasega Beach, and she has a question about RSPs. Sylvana, mm -hmm. thanks so much for calling. What's your question for Kelvin? Oh, I wanted to ask. I have um, mutual funds, which I put money in every month um, mm -hmm. or three times a month. But it's considered mutual funds, RSPs. I don't know what the difference is with that. Strictly with just RSPs. And I was wondering, um, is there another alternative like a GIC? I also belong to OMERS, which is the, I work for the Toronto District School Board. Mm -hmm. And I know that they have something where you can move your RSPs into the OMERS, which the, uh, the interest rate is much better. I don't know if you know anything mm -hmm. about that. Right. So thanks for asking that question. OMERS is probably one of the best pensions out there. Um, it's managed properly for you. Um, your RSP that you have, you, you're holding a mutual fund. So you can hold a mutual fund, a bond, a GIC, whatever you want in there, inside your RSP. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so you have to be – I wouldn't buy a GIC if I was you because interest rates are so low. Um, so if you buy a GIC in your RSP, you're not even beating inflation. So you okay. should do some thinking about how you do it. And when you have, when you have a pension plan like you do, maybe oh. buying an RSP outside of your pension might not be a good idea. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. So I, I would do some thinking. I don't know. Um, you know, Typically, people with pensions like Omers and Hoop and things like that shouldn't buy an RSP outside the pension. 
they should do other things with their money to still save them taxes. So maybe give me a call off air. We can have a quick, you know, a quick chat about certain things that maybe you should be doing. Okay, great. Thank you very much. All right. Have a nice day. And thank you so much for your call, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening in a similar situation. And we'll continue talking about some little known facts about RSPs and some other things that people can learn to better save their money as your life, your money continues here on Global News Radio. 416-457-7526. That's the number to reach Kelvin off the air. 416-457-PLAN. AskKelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. More of your life, your money with Kelvin the Money Guy coming up on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And you're listening to Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. Sorry, I'm causing an echo on Kelvin's mic there. Uh, we're both broadcasting from home. We watch each other through FaceTime, and I forgot <laughs> to mute myself. I apologize for that, everyone. Uh, I was thinking, where is that echo coming from? Am I going crazy? No, I am not. It's just the technology. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's ask K E L V I N.ca, and you can call them anytime at 416. 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan, and you can call us live on the air as well. Just like we got a call from Sylvana in the last segment, and we will be talking this hour about you know, some little known facts about RSPs that could help you save your money. But uh, in the last segment, sort of as the last thing we did, we took that call from someone who's got a. Uh, pretty good public sector pension mm-hmm. plan. And you were talking in the commercial break, Kelvin, to me about um, some other you know things that people who have some really good pension plans should consider doing, especially in the pandemic now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I run into a lot of people um, that have, you know, worked for the TEC and teachers and so on. And many times uh, if they met the factor, they can commute or take their pensions. And with this pandemic, maybe you want to have a look at your pension plan, um, like Hoop or Omers or whatever, and say to himself, you know, maybe I should pack it in. Maybe I should retire. Maybe I should take my money and do some tax planning and see if it's feasible for you to do it. And if so, maybe pull the trigger and, and do it. So, you know, look at your pension plans and see. Maybe now is the time, depending on your age and health and, you know, and so on, right? And especially, you know, if you've been doing it for a long time and you find yourself behind the wheel of a bus and you find yourself mm-hmm. behind the wheel of a large automobile yeah. and it's not your own, it's a big bus filled with people and you're thinking, I don't necessarily want to do this anymore. Right. You know, there's yeah. a, it's a time to reconsider what's happening right now and take a look at what you have saved and uh, what's in your pension plan. Mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, I think this whole, uh, you know, started a decade now and with the pandemic that we've been through the last 11 months or so, you know, it's making people think a lot about their health and their life and everything else. So I encourage people to sit down with their advisor and and plan out your money life. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things you could probably do. Um, RSPs is one way to plan out your life. Um, 
you know, and, and people, you know, I find a lot of uh, people that buying RSPs shouldn't buy it. So who shouldn't buy an RSP? Who do you think, Chris, shouldn't buy an RSP? <laughs> I'm thinking now, just based on that last conversation we had, someone with a really well-paying pension, someone with a really well-managed, mm-hmm. like a public sector pension that, you know, we're all kind of, you know, a little jealous of. We <laughs> Those yeah, kinds yeah. of people who uh, <laughs> don't need to defer that tax burden till later because they're probably going to be making a ton of money. It's not going to help them anyway. Right, yeah. So so who shouldn't buy an RSP? The people that shouldn't buy an RSP. Actually, I should say how RSP started in the first place. RSPs came about in 1957. And it was really the Canadian Medical Association um, lobbied the government to have some type of a pension plan like Omer's and Hoop and so on, because they didn't have one. Um, so they lobbied the government and the government said, okay, you know what, we'll set up an RSP. So 1957, 61 years or whatever ago, it started. But along those 60 years, the RSP got misconstrued as a, as a tax saver, not a pension plan. And that's why I said in the beginning of the show, when you buy an RSP, buy it for growth and then taxes. People do it the other way around. People buy it to save taxes. It's the wrong way to buy it. So who shouldn't buy it? Well, people that make less than $40,000 shouldn't buy an RSP because the RSP depends on your income. The higher the income, the bigger the break. So those people should defer their RSP room until they get into a bigger income and then make a one-time contribution. But before they get to that higher income, they should save the money in a TFSA. And then when you get older or higher income, register the whole thing as an RSP. That's that's the one thing. The second people that shouldn't buy an RSP are people who have over $300,000 or so in their RSPs. Typically, that person is about 55 years old. So money doubles every 8 to 10 years if you do it properly. So that person, when they're, 50, when they're 65, is 600000 When they're 75, you know, it's a million too or so. Well, you don't want a million dollars in your RSPs. You want a million dollars, but you don't want it in your RSPs because it triggers a lot of clawbacks and a lot of problems for you um, because you've got too much money. So along the planning is to figure out how do I grow my assets, RSPs, TFSAs, what do I do? So that's why I say you want to sit back and think about doing this. So those are the two people that shouldn't really buy an RSP. Um, we're going to hear over the next couple of months, you know, borrow money for your RSP. So that's a real tricky thing because typically the banks set up these loan programs for RSPs and they say, okay, borrow $10,000, put it in your RSP, you're going to get a tax saving and you can pay us off in the next five to 10 years. Well, that's not really, you're really actually losing money. Um, so if you're going to borrow money for your RSP, make sure it's paid off, you know, within a year or so. Because if you do the math, it doesn't make any sense. And another problem we're going to find is the banks will lend you money to your RSP at 3% prime plus a half or prime plus one. But then they encourage you to put the money in the GIC that's earning 1%. Right. Which <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. It only makes sense for the bank. No. Yeah. So I think we need more money sense than common sense sometimes, you know. 
Um, so we need to sit down and with our advisor and realize what we how we're buying this RSP. You know, Chris, the average Canadian over 45 has $110,000 in their RSPs. That's the average, right? Some might have more or less or whatever. So, you know, um, we're not doing it. We're from all the people that I've seen and all these years of doing what I've done. Um, it, many people are just putting their money um blindly into an rsp and not managing it properly that's what i find like me like like i was saying in the first <laughs> segment right it's on autopilot i'll be the i will be the example of that right now where it's just sort of i'm putting it in there and uh, you know it's going into a mutual fund and i i feel okay about it but i don't really know as much as i mm. should about it and and another thing is you know people with healthy pension plans which is a great thing to have they just put their money in. They never look at their statements to say, oh, my gosh, I, it's not doing well. Like I, I'm, my return is maybe 3%. And the reason for that is they're giving so many choices, but nobody sits down and say, oh, my gosh, I have too much money in bonds or too much money in fixed income and not enough in the, in the U.S. markets or the global markets or whatever. So, you know, that's our, these pensions are windfalls. So make sure you manage it properly. Um, and if you don't, you're going to run into problems. Um, RSP contributions for this year, it's, it's always 18% of your income, a maximum of 18% of your income. And the limit this year for 2020 is $27,230. So you can put up to that amount into your RSP and move on if you, you know, if you have the money, um, you know, Sometimes it's always best to say, okay, look, I owe the gov I'm going to owe the government $2,000 um, of income tax when I file, right? So how much money do I have to put into my RSP to offset that? And maybe put that amount in and maybe take the rest and put it in a TFSA. Remember the TFSA, you know, and maybe next show we'll do the TFSA versus an RSP. The TFSA is an upside down RSP. The RSP, you get the tax saving today, but have to pay back the tax down the road. TFSA, you already taxed on the money, and whatever growth you have in there uh, is tax-free. So if we do some strategic thinking and we you know, maybe do half-half or whatever, I don't know, um, you'll be better off down the road. So always think forward with your money, you know? You know, I think a lot of people are, you know, put in a position this year because of the pandemic that they uh, haven't been able to look forward to at all, or they haven't really been able to look forward to much. And people who have lost their jobs uh, for mm -hmm. part or all of the year have got themselves, you know, they, you know, at least there's the government help, there's the CERB, but there's a, you know, there's a tax burden for that too. And I think a lot of people are not prepared for that coming up when when the tax bill comes. Well, it's funny you say that because last week is when the T4 started going out for the CERB. Last April, when we started getting money, April, May, we're all happy we're getting, you know, 2000 or whatever. The problem there is the government didn't tax us. So what's going to happen this year, it's going to be a lot of problems because people are going to go, what? I got to pay tax on this? I don't, I don't know. I got to pay so much tax. So I would say before the end of uh, February, you know, I'm not a big RSP fan, but I think in light of what has happened over the last, you know, eight months with the with the CERB, 
you better sit down and do some planning and say, man, I got so much money and I'm going to have to pay back all this tax and maybe I'm not going to have the money. And remember, interest you know, on money that you don't pay back to the government occurs all the time. And it's like huge. It's like they, you know, it's like, I forget what interest rates they charge you five or 6%. So you better make sure you sit down and do some thinking about what do I have to pay back because I got the CERB. You know, it's interesting to just think about the fact that the government didn't tax people on the CERB yet, and they will tax them as a part of mm-hmm. their income taxes. That's calculated. But, you know, no company is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, pay someone without taking some tax first some and holding it ahead yeah. of time for yeah. you. And I think because of that, we're all sort of lulled into this false sense of security about it. And we're mm-hmm. because that's taken care of for us, and we're all sort of, uh, I don't want to say infantilized by it, but we're, we're sort of left left to think someone else is taking care of that tax thing for me. And for the most right. part, our accountants at working for our employers are doing a good job of picking the right amount to withhold for your income. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden you've got this CERB thing on top of it, or as your only form of income, you're not used to saving some money for right. income tax down the road yeah. because you're employed by someone else. You're not self-employed and you've right. got this tax thing coming up and really no no uh frame of reference for how to deal with it mm-hmm. and that's going to be one of the issues that most people going to face at the end by come tax time right come april and remember mm-hmm. tax planning is not tax planning is for this year you know starts now you can't wait till tax planning is done within the year like you can't wait till april when you're in april you're just filling out forms, the tax, the tax form, right? You're not doing it, not any planning. So you brought up a good point about business owners or self-employed. Maybe we'll chat about that after, after the break. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. We'll also take your calls on the other side of the break as well. So hold on. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's askkelvin.ca. And you can call them anytime off the air at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Stay tuned to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca, that's askkelvin.ca, and you can call Kelvin the Money Guy anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN, and we're talking about some things that you may not know about RSPs, and we're getting sidetracked in some other conversations (laughs) as well, but I think some really important ones about your savings and about your retirement plans. And, you know, Kelvin, in the last segment, you were talking about some people who shouldn't buy an RRSP. And there was another group of people who you were saying uh, to me off the air that might be someone who maybe shouldn't be buying an RSP right now. And um, the the idea of, you know, a a business owner, we were talking about Mm -hmm business owners and people who deduct their their taxes and things like that. Business owners are used to saving and putting aside some money for their taxes, but this year, a little different for them. Right. So 
So many business owners, depending on the size of your, you know, your small company and the income that you take, maybe you shouldn't buy an RSP. Maybe you should, you know, these are high octane earners, people that make lots of money. Um, maybe you should not buy an RSP and buy what they call an IPP, an individual pension plan. You will save way more money on taxes. Um, remember, your contribution to your RSP is $27,000. That's $230 for the year. It When you put your money into an IPP, it's many times you're saving seventy dollars to $80,000 um, of taxes. So for it, let me give you an example. If you're a 55-year-old business owner and you've been incorporated for, I don't know, eight to 10 years, something like that, um, you, you would have saved up almost $290,000 if you contribute the maximum to your RSP every year until you're 65. So if you keep doing that and you have some growth, you'll end up with about a, a $1.5 million, you know, you've accumulated in your RSPs when you're, when you're 65. If you took the IPP route, you at the same age would have $2.3 million rather than um, you know 1.2 million, so that's like a seven eight hundred thousand dollars more you would have rather than doing it through the RSP rules. So I think business owners that are listening have to you know think outside the box and maybe suspend the RSP and and move your money from an RSP into an IPP, like existing RSPs, things like that. I guess. What I'm trying to say is do some thinking before you do some buying, you know, um, right, analyze Jeff, your situation. You know, it's not a yeah. cookie cutter, one size fits all retirement yeah. plan for everyone. There's something different for someone yeah. who you're employed by a bank or you're employed by a grocery store or you own that grocery store. It's a different mm -hmm. situation. Right. Another thing that we want to look at is maybe um, a spousal RSPs. Um, you know, if you're married and your your spouse earns less than you do, maybe you want to buy the RSP in their name. So you take the tax break, they become the owner. Um, and if you do it properly, after three years, you can now go withdraw the RSP and maybe put it into a TFSA. So I would say people that are listening should use the tax rules to your advantage. Um, you know, and do some forward thinking, um, you know, think about um, RSPs. You can use the RSPs as a lifelong learning plan. So you can, if you want to further your education or, you know, uh, do something like that, you're allowed to take money out of the RSP tax-free to further your education. So lots of, I'm, like I say, I'm not really a big fan of RSPs because it's just a tax deferral. But if used properly, there's so much advantages to it. Like first-time home buyers, you know, you can withdraw yeah. thirty-five thousand out of your RSP tax-free to purchase towards a home. So a wife and husband—that's seventy thousand that you can take out tax-free. That um, is your down payment, right? You know. Well, I know, and I think a lot of people, you know, in who are my age or younger, uh, look at the 
the housing costs and stuff, and they think about how am I ever going to be able to afford mm -hmm. this. And one of the best uh, things that I ever did was start contributing to an RSP because as a young person, I wasn't saving money. You know, I, right. honestly, if it wasn't right. for that forced savings, I wasn't going to be saving a lot of money. So uh, you burn through things, your money burns a hole mm -hmm. in your pocket the minute you, you get it and you want to buy something fancy and you want to have fun with your friends or go on a vacation or something. But having right. that forced savings, I felt was helpful and my wife and I, when we bought our condo, we used our RSPs in order to do that. And really mm -hmm. that's, uh, that was a really great way to have some money put aside for a down payment. So if you've got kids right now who are working, yeah. then might yeah. as well find a way, whether it is a TFSA or an RSP, the great thing about that RSP is you're not dinged on the taxes that way. Right. And, and the fallacy there about when you take your money out of your RSP to buy your house, you have two years after to start putting it back. Well, many, many people shouldn't put it back. And if you don't put it back, you're taxed on it, right? So you have to do the math and say, if I got to pay back $1,000 um, towards to pay back my RSP, well, maybe I don't want to. Maybe you want to look at your, t if it's going to put me in the next tax bracket, then yeah, I want to pay it back. But if it's not, don't pay it back. Because think about this. The government told you you can take 35000 out of your RSP tax-free. And then they said, after two years, we want you to put it back so that when you're ready to take it out, we're going to tax you on it. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's a bad, <laughs> bad thing to do. So people that are paying back their RSP, don't do it. It's, it's terrible. But, so say you had to pay back $1,000, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go and borrow money and invest it outside your RSP and your TFSA and use the same $1,000 that you would have paid back as interest? So now the 1000 you have to pay back, um, you know, you got to pay tax on it, but the $1,000 you use to pay interest is tax deductible, so it's a wash. So maybe do, you know, we really have to start doing some thinking about our money, right? So maybe after the break, we'll talk about the, uh, the flip side of taking money out of your RSP and maybe lending the money towards a mortgage for yourself. Wow, that's one that I, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. So I'm really uh, interested in hearing what comes up after the next segment, because that I feel like is really interesting in a way that a, a lot of people haven't thought about using their RSPs. 416-457-7526. That's the number to get a hold of Kelvin off the air. 416-457-PLAN. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's askkelvin.ca. More of your life, your money, continuing here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca, that's a website, AskKelvin.ca, and you can call them anytime, 416-457-7526. That's the number to reach Kelvin, the money guy, off the air, 416-457-PLAN. And Kelvin, we've been talking about RSPs throughout the show today and some different facts and different ways to use them. Uh, one of the ways is, oh, is a, a, a 
maybe you can explain it because I don't quite <laughs> even get it, and I think it's become quite clear. It's <laughs> it's a way to use your RSP to lend yourself a mortgage. Is that, is that the deal? Yeah. So it's only for a certain amount of people. So if you have a lot of money in your RSPs and you want to buy a cottage or something, a rental or your own house, actually, you know, you can swap your mortgage inside your RSP. So take your $500,000 mortgage or RSP and use it as a mortgage. Now, the, the, to do it, it's not for everybody, and it's, it, there's a big cost associated to it. So before you think of doing this, you have to sit down and figure out what the cost is. Um, there's, you know, there's fees, mortgage fees, all kinds, lawyer fees, things like that. So if you're a candidate to do this, you have to sit down and write down how much you have and so on. You're really swapping the RSP for your mortgage. So if your mortgage rate is two is three percent, you can actually charge yourself five percent. So now you're guaranteeing yourself a five percent return on your own money because you're never going to default on your mortgage, right? So I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it makes it. You've got the money in the bank, and then so you you've got the money in that RSP, and because mm-hmm. you've got so much of it, and not, not all of us have that much right. money sitting in an yeah. RSP. So the calculation probably works out for a lot of people that it makes more sense to go through a more through a, a standard lender. mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. So it's only for very very few percentage, maybe even not even one percent. I don't know, but you won't know until you do the math, until you sit down with your advisor and say, "Hey, listen, I got." 600,000, I don't know, whatever the number is, can I do this? And then you go through the motions and say, can you do it or not do it, right? So, so little little things to do. It's all Remember, it's all the little things that's going to help you get to where you want to get to. It's not the big things, right? A little from a little equals a lot. So do all little things and you'll get a lot of stuff done. Right. If it was simple to get rich, everyone would be rich. But you know, there's a lot. What isn't one single thing? If it was, a, well, here's what's the one thing I can do to be rich? That would be that would be easy, and we would all do it. Uh, but the, it's the little things. It's the little tricks and the little games mm-hmm. that you can play that can sort of make things a little bit better for you. Right. And like you said, a little, a lot of a little is a lot. And yes, uh, it, looking at your RSPs and looking at your investments, there's a lot of little things that you can do to make a difference. Yeah, and I think we're changing the way we the way we we are planning our money life, we're changing it. The average um, the average Canadian has 110,000 RSP and they have 20,000 in their TFSA. So it seems like the TFSA is growing quicker, but we're putting more money into it than the RSP. In fact, the TFSA assets last year rose by 8%. Um, so we're we're starting to get to know what the TFSA is. It's not a tax-free savings; it's a tax-free investment account. So we should start building that thing up, you know. And as we um, you know enter into <laughs> further and further stages of the pandemic, the people mm. who are still earning a paycheck are saving a lot more money than they typically yes. have. And so mm-hmm. that's going to contribute to that as well. And if we're entering into extended periods of low interest rates or negative interest rates or whatever we might right. see in yeah. the future, a bank, a little savings account isn't going to help you save any money at all. And you're going to have to look at your investments if you want that money to grow. In fact, when people save money in the bank for, you know, use the bank to pay bills and so on, but don't use the banks to save your, your retirement. 
because you're losing money. I mean, think about it. Inflation is 2.2%. The GICs are 1%. So you're losing money. So the banks use your money to make money. Is it any wonder why they make a billion dollars a month? Is because they take our money, invest it, do whatever they wish to do, and don't pay us anything on it. So we really have to change our thinking. This decade is the change. It's the changing how we do things, how we live our lives, how we invest our money, how we live. So I think this is the decade to rejuvenate ourselves. And you know, speaking of that uh, rejuvenation and thinking about changing the way we do things, a lot of us, like I've been saying, go on autopilot and just contribute money blindly to an RRSP. Mm-hmm. But you were saying earlier on in the show, and I think this is really interesting for uh, listeners in different walks of life, uh, there are people who should not be investing in an RRSP. And uh, if you want to go over that again quickly, who are some of those people? So the people that should not buy an RSP are the people who make less than $40,000 a year because your tax bracket is not that high, right? The second type of people that shouldn't buy an RSP are people that have over $300,000 in their RSPs because what you're doing there, you're adding to a big problem as you get older and you start to retake the RSP. Remember, the RSP is a tax deferral. It's not a tax saver. So keep that in mind before you purchase the RSP. I think that's important for a lot of our listeners out there who find themselves in a position where, you know, later on down the road, you don't want to be like you always say, Kelvin, you don't want to be that shoulda, coulda guy. And that's a shoulda, coulda situation. You know, you've been doing something, you think it's the right thing to do. And then you find yourself uh, regretting it later when uh, your comes time to retire, it comes time to start turning that RSP into income. And You've got too much of it coming in, plus your pension plan, and you've got this big, uh, this big tax bill. Big problem. That's why I say live, live your money life backwards and live your life forward. Figure out when you're 60 years old or 65 or 70 years old, what is my income going to be and what's my tax liability? And if you can do some thinking, you might say to yourself, man, I'm not buying an RSV. Maybe I want to start taking it out. I don't know, but you have to sit down and plan out your life. That's the whole key to this whole RSP, TFSA, LIRAs, pension plans. This is the whole key to it. Sit down and do the math. Remember, people lie, but math never lies, right? If you have a planner and you want a second opinion, if you don't have a planner, askkelvin.ca is the website that you want to visit ask kelvin.ca and you can call him anytime that's kelvin the money guy 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-plan kelvin thanks again for another great show i think we've all learned a lot and uh, i think that, you know it's great for all the listeners out there who were able to call in or reach out off the air i really appreciate you making us part of your sunday kelvin thanks again Thank you, Chris. Have a nice day. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.